Testing, testing. Ooh, we are live in action. Um, hey, strangers. <laughs> uh, I know it has been a couple of weeks since you've had an episode. There has been a lot of updates. Um, I hope you've been watching the Instagram. Uh, but uh, this show will now go back to being a co-hosted show. Um, so for those of you who have been around since the first season of Days and Amuse podcast, um, Days and Amuse podcast originally started with two people, me and my best friend Kirsten. Um, we had to take... Um, a little break from each other for mental health reasons. I was going through a lot. She was going through a lot. Um, and we just had to like work on ourselves before we like fully deep dived into, to the podcast. Um, it's linked with your Roku credentials. Okay. Then why aren't you come on Spotify? Okay, weirdos. <laughs> um, so now uh, we are back and rocking and rolling. As you know, I have been doing the show still um, alone, but uh, I felt like that was the best decision for the show just to keep it up and going as we already had um, some kind of momentum. Uh, so I was like, why not keep that momentum? So it will go back to being a co-hosted show. Um, today, yes, today I'm recording on Sunday. Um, you will actually be getting three episodes. This will be the first one. Um, then I will put the episode that Kirsten and I recorded before she went on her vacay. Um, and then you'll have another one, another one after that. Um, so there's a lot of interesting topics that we uh, have talked about. There's a lot as far as what's to come in the future. And also it's fucking spooky ooky season. So like, I'm all about the spooks in the ooks. Um, <laughs> why is this not going? I'm so fucking confused. Okay, all I'm trying to do is on my Roku TV, play my goddamn Spotify, like I always do. And it's just acting like it can't seem to get it together. So, um, we'll do it like this. Hold on. Recently played. Oh, that's the wrong one. Okay, we're going to turn that off and turn it back on. Because, you know, that was the first thing we used to tell people all the time uh, when I worked at Best Buy. We'd be like, have you tried turning it off and turning it on back uh, again? And I felt so bad having to do that because half the time people would be like, yes, yes, I fucking did that. And I, I followed the the things of what I was supposed to do as far as resetting or restarting and it's still not working. Why would you ask me that? And I'm like, because there are some people who don't, but I, I, I understand that you did. I just have to go through my steps. So let's see if it'll work now. And if not, then we'll have to find another. I mean, I guess I could play it from my phone, but I just want y'all to have quality background, you know? Okay, I'm over it. (sighs) 
Okay. Well, we'll just have this ambiance. Um, so, for today, we are smoking the cookie cake. Oh my god. <laughs> we are smoking cookie cake and we will be um recording our session and how we feel on cookie cake via the relief app not sponsored but i promise you change your life um the relief app allows you to be able to uh notate your sessions so in real time um when the effects set in uh how the effects set in whether you like the strain or not and putting any additional notes so that way when you are going out to shop you know what strains you really like and what worked for you and what strains may not be your cup of tea um, cookie cake recipe. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Here we go. Cookie cake is an indica dominant hybrid with a strong body effect and sweet cake like flavor. As descendant as its GMO cookies and wedding cake parents, cookie cake buds bloom with a crystalline icing of THC-rich resin. Like any dessert, birthday cake kush. That's not it. You switch the names. <laughs> it's the perfect way to end your day with, with relaxing effects that soothe the body without sedating the mind. This strain is preferred by patients treating pain, anxiety, appetite, inflammation, and headaches. I'm not experiencing any of that. I'm just experiencing being a great ass in a great ass mood. Okay. <clears throat> so, oh, and we're smoking out of a bong. I know typically I have been, I mean, okay, I guess I should say a banger, but a bong. We're smoking out of a bong, but for those of you who don't know the intricacies of a bong and only know, or don't know of using a bong when it comes to wax, um, if you, this is why I like glass, because it can be very universal. So if you have a bong and you have just a regular herb bowl, you can, if you want to use that same bong to be able to take your concentrate hits, you can just go to your store and find the same size as the dryer bowl. Um, what I recommend is if you want to be exact, um, going with a fresh bowl. So what I mean by that is um, clean that shit out. Like, it, Make sure it doesn't have a lick of anything on there. If yours is a little too ooh, to clean out right now and you're kind of in a rush, you can actually put it on a piece of paper and tr trace the circle so that way you know like pretty much what what the size is. Um, and then you'll get a banger which kind of looks like a little bucket um, with a with a like some kind of hook or loop or or curve in the stem of the glass that you would stick in place of where you typically would stick your herbal. So, um, yeah, yeah, let's start with a fat hit of that. Try not to, like, 
blow my lungs out, but at the same time, um, blow my lungs out. I am running out. Like, I really need to make a trip and just... (sighs) I will say, like, these past... This past month has been so hard finance-wise in the sense of (sighs) I had... I was working um, at two jobs, remember, um, and it was with the one job, the nonprofit, it was getting a little bit stressful in the sense of like, every couple of months you turned around, it was like, okay, you might not have a job, like literally every six months, and it was like, God damn, like, Okay, and then we ended up getting someone who could help out with finances, you know, a finance fundraiser person. Um, But I feel like we had very different morals and ethics and and it was giving me very much um, racist vibes. And I know, like, maybe she, it, it was how she was raised, where she's from, like, she definitely mentioned a lot of times, like, she's never been, uh, you know, around a lot of black people, um, and, like, I think, I think part of it could have just been ignorance, but (sighs) then she had to go and say, which I, I, uh, this stuff automatically, like, I'm sorry, but it's a certain group of people that I think about when it comes to being like, oh, I believe COVID is a hoax. Um, and that's what she said. And, and that was like a majority of the people we were helping with. And I was just like, ooh, I don't feel comfortable eating here no more. <laughs> so, so I definitely, you know, did what I had to do and, and left. And then I had another job that I was working, uh, briefly. Um, and management was, just like the fucking first CBD company I ever worked for. Like, and it was just terrible. Um, it was very gossip girl, you know, high school bullshit. Uh, anytime that they had questions in regards to like me, um, they would go to the other person and just wouldn't ask me and, and same vice versa for the general manager. Um, they would like ask me stuff. I'll never forget. They, <laughs> sorry, this little, little, little vent session. They scheduled a meeting to quote unquote, get to know me. Um, so I'm trying to like, you know, I'm thinking that's the vibe of the meeting. So I'm telling them about me, you know, all this stuff originally in the, in my first interview, I essentially went over the same stuff. This is my background, my experience, yada, yada, yada. Um, and they told me that they didn't want me helping out with marketing. They want me helping out with, with, uh, operations, keeping the general manager organized on task, stuff like that, babysitting. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, some, some weeks went by and then the whole script flipped, this whole script flipped. Um, they were like, yeah, we want you to do marketing, uh, but we're not going to pay you more. Huh? No, ma'am. I know my worth. Um, and at that point I actually had taken a pay cut, um, with this job. But at the point I was at that time, I was like, I just need a job to pay my bills. Um, so I had taken a pay cut and I'm like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, 
So then, yeah, then I left that job. Um, and thank goodness, shortly after that, I got hired on with this new CBD company. Um, and it's, it's, I just started training officially like a week and a half ago. So I, I essentially had like two, almost three weeks off of work, um, which is a lot when you think about it financially wise. So, uh, but I enjoyed every moment of it. I'm not even going to lie. I felt like I finally got the rest that I deserve. I got the relaxation I deserve. I was able to get myself together, get my, my mentality together, get my physical together, um, and, and start off fresh and refreshed fresh and refreshed. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, it was just, it's been a crazy September, uh, slash October. I mean, <laughs> it was a crazy August slash September. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's a brighter day. Like, literally, that's what I'm about to fucking cry. <laughs> it really feels like a brighter day. Um, and it really feels like I'm with a place that I can call my career. Um, and a place where I can also feel validated in my feelings. Um, I, I feel like they're always looking for feedback as to how they can do better, be better, um, whether it's employee-wise, whether it's uh, community-wise. Um, they're always checking themselves when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, inclusion and justice. Um, and I really appreciate that. Like, it's, 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 I feel like these group, especially my team, um, feels like the group of people who, um, who, if it came time to have to challenge something that was racist, discriminatory, unfair, um, and they had to explain it or, or essentially, you know, had to have this conversation with another white person who is, you know, racist, discriminatory, you know, all of that. Um, I feel like th these group of people, my team in particular, are the group of people who wouldn't look to the black person and be like, oh my God, this is racist. What are we going to do about it? Um, because they understand that like that has been, that has been what has been happening for decades, centuries, you know, as far as being able to, to help each other. Um, I feel like in just conversations that we had, they understand that there are some fights where, unfortunately, as a black person, uh, anything that we bring up factually, um, anecdotally, will just get quickly dismissed because of the color of our skin. Um, and they realize that the privilege that they had and the power that they have um, with 
being a white person in a time where there is a need for a lot of change within our government system, within the way um, our work system uh, goes, the way that we we interact with people, the way that we call people out, the way that we um, the way that we show up and show out, uh, and it's super. It's it's just very validating. Um, and, and that's what, what I wanted to talk about with this episode is how, and, and I, I can only speak for myself in terms of, of the content that is ingested, the content that I take in, um, fairly recently. I'm emotionally overwhelmed and emotionally exhausted, um, of of seeing black trauma all the time. And I will say this, it doesn't mean I don't want to stay informed. I don't want to stay in tune. Um, I think my biggest problem is I do want to stay informed and, and up to date and, and know what's going on and know where I can help and know how to spread information and and be that advocate that I can be as much as I can be. But I don't recognize immediately or I don't or sometimes push away the feelings of exhaustion that I get um and and I think part of that is because in my head it was like this thing of well I have to help out my people if no one's gonna if it's if if it's not quote-unquote me then who and not just me in the sense of like me as a person but when I say me I'm talking about my identities of who I am. So, so me as a woman, me as a black woman, me as a, a black woman who grew up in, in a military household where I did get to experience a lot of things and see a lot of things and, 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 and see the way that, you know, other places work, see the way that, you know, the U S works, um, as an educated black woman, um, as a woman in the workforce, as a woman in cannabis, um, all of these different subsidies and subsects that make me who I am and in and, and, and the pieces of the puzzle of, of who I am. Um, I, I feel like we've come so far, but we still have so far to go. And there's definitely this momentum that has occurred within the past, I would even say the past decade. I feel like um, there was momentum that that started when Obama first got uh, elected in office in 2008. And then from there, it's just been this slow but steady buildup of um, fortunately good things, but also unfortunately very bad things. Um, and one of the things that I can truly appreciate, um, is if I am thankful for anything out of this pandemic, um, that like is very minute, I would say it's TikTok because, um, it, it really does 
curate the type of people and type of content you want to see. So I've been able to see all of these very smart and intellectual and like spiritual and like very like motivating people on my my um on my page and I'm starting to hear you know them mention the same things of being like you know yes it's it's important to stay informed it's yes it's important to know what's going on with your people but it's also important to take the time and space um, mentally as well because it is a lot and it is happening so often um, where we just we're seeing we're seeing that really our government hasn't changed much um, but and society hasn't changed much um but one of the things that I have noticed as far as um, talks that have been coming up is when a lot of people getting, you know, very comfortable in being like, that's not my fight. That's not our fight. That's a fight that you have to, to battle. That's a fight that y'all have to go through. Um for instance, uh, Texas and their, their central ban on abortion. Um, it's, it's definitely a fight that's not ours as black women. Um, because you look at how are the way that white women voted you see you see who was supporting these people who put these these laws into place um and i just had to tell someone um at this bar that i go to uh there's this person there who um had a conversation with and uh they had sent me a snapchat that of this I guess truck that's at their job like and it's a co-worker and it had just all these very like racist bumper stickers and like it was a day where I was just like I don't know I was just very not in the mood um and it's like out of nowhere it, like mind you we had not been um texting or talking that long like literally was just like a fresh interaction like this is like a day or two later and um, we had ex exchanged snapchats and like this is like one of the first pictures that I'm being sent by this person and I just remember being so upset in the sense of like why like if I if we see it all the time we see it more than y'all see it. We can see the passive aggressiveness. We can see the discrimination, like the undertones of discrimination. We get we we pick up on that stuff on the daily. We don't need y'all to further reinforce how racist y'all people are. Um and it 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 adds to that fatigue. Um so I I was like, "Why? Just like why would you send this to me?" And the person goes, well, um, this is at my job and 
Um, I sent it to all my friends because, you know, I think something should be done about it, but I can't do anything because I work here. And it just made me think of like, so you want to reap the benefits of of someone else <clears throat> having to fight your battle. And I feel like that's what happens a lot with with things when it comes to like laws that go against women or laws that are unfair and unjust. And, and especially with this, this law that's happening in Texas, it's like they're looking at us because unfortunately it, with a lot of movements, um, we are the the force of it. We are the momentum of it. We are the start of it. Black people start a lot of revolutions in a lot of waves. Um, and I feel like that is being recognized more. And I know, like, I've seen uh, quite a few um, people who are known for being like activists being like "Mm -mm, what are y'all gonna do about it y'all need to talk to your people and I I truly feel like it's that um the same way that we tell y'all when it's it's a member of our community that we need to address how like that ain't y'all fight y'all don't need to be addressing them it's the same it it's the same in the reverse when it's someone in y'all's community that ain't for us to address. That's for y'all to address. That's for y'all to check. That's for y'all to to fix. And 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 some of the ways that you can fix that um, is through your vote. And statistics show who y'all voted for. Like, what what do y'all expect us to do? And I think that's that's one thing that I realized. Like. I used to feel like for every cause, every, you know, everything that was going on uh, revolution-wise or or um, change-wise, uh, I used to, you know, feel like I always had to stand up and stand out. You know, if it was it, going back and thinking about the different sections of my identity, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, damn, I, I do need to... to I need to do something because I'm a woman. Yeah, but I'm a black woman first. Like, when it comes to how I'm looked at in society, I'm not looked at as a woman first. I'm looked at as a black woman first. We ain't vote for this. And it it just, (laughs) what y'all want us to do? I mean, yes, I'm not saying there aren't white allies who haven't, you know, been out and and came and supported us just as much, you know, in 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 whatever kind of of protests that we have. Um, no, I'm not saying like yeah there are white people who come out there are white people who who do recognize that they they have power within their voice in a different way but it's based off of the situation it's based off of 
that would be like asking. <sighs> okay. Think of it in terms of the LGBTQ community. You have those who are straight, who are cisgendered, who very much support any cause and is a, a very great activist when it comes to LGBTQ rights. Um, but that would be like Okay. <laughs> Do y'all remember when them straights were trying to have um, their own parade? That's like in that situation. If straight allies were to look at us and be like, hey, what are we going to do about them? That's your people. Yes, we can assist and, and do so much, but they already aren't listening to our voices. So what makes you think they're going to listen to our voices now? That's your people. <laughs> you got to talk to them. We can't talk to them. They don't give a fuck about what we have to say. If anything, they're going to be like, it's going to be more of a catalyst. It's going to be adding fuel to the fire, and that thing is going to be burning. Why? <laughs> Y'all remember when the straights wanted to have a straight parade? <laughs> remember when they they were trying to get the capitals, like, the capitals of, like, you know, different cities to fly their goddamn flag, I'm weakest. Like, okay, and I feel like, I feel like what it is is that, um, Unfortunately, when it comes to some white women, they don't realize that they're literally being a soundboard of their husband. It's like they don't, it's like they don't have their own thoughts. Like you can be a separate person than your husband. You do not have to agree with what they say or do or how they think. And I feel like unfortunately some women because of maybe the household they grew up they find that once they get married they like lose their identity like like I could not imagine knowing who I am now like and what what I believe in okay for instance um I could not see <gasps> Everything's just unpacking today. Okay, my previous relationship. I ended up breaking it off ultimately because there was just like a lot of things that um, I saw as like 
low-key deal breakers. Um, one of them being that here you are saying that you want, you know that I'm like your one, right? <clears throat> but I'm a black woman. I'm a black woman. <laughs> it took the death of George Floyd for you to want to actually start to unpack your white fragility, um, unpack any kind of prejudice that you may have had in the past, um, learn about African American history and dive deeper than what you're just taught in school. And then on top of that, still wanted me to go and interact in a space where there was a person who was openly for their previous president and like interact in that space and be comfortable. And it was just like, and it would be like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you my feelings uh, and, and how, like, I don't know any other way to make this make sense to you. And then in a space where, like, you're the person who kind of should be, like, telling the people around you, like, this is why this is wrong. This is why you shouldn't do this. This is why you shouldn't do that. Um, you're not. You're being silent. And it's, it's, it's. My thing is, if you can't stand up to your own people, the people who look like you, how are you going to try to stand up with me against other, you know, people, you know? If you can't stand up to people who are closest around you, you know, within your family and tell them, hey, you're fucking wrong, then how are you going to stand next to me when there's a stranger like it's things like that and 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 I correlate that in this sense of of this fight like if you can't even stand up to the voters who look like you and fit within the same demographic as you how are you going to rally for me and my cause with me like mm -mm. If you can't even stand up to your own fellow white woman, how are you going to think you're going to stand up to your fellow white man? And, you know, and maybe that is very, very um, harsh and, like, stubborn of me. But... It's also very frustrating and exhausting to, like, s learn and see. It's not exhausting to learn about it, but it's exhausting to know that, like, in a lot of these movements, it was off of the backs of Black men and women, and y'all are reaping the benefits while we're still having to fight within the same type of fucking fight, you know? Oh, man.
Okay, well, thank you for joining me for this lovely episode of Days and Amuse podcast. Um, as always, you can follow Days and Amuse podcast on Instagram at Days and Amuse podcast and also on TikTok at Days and Amuse podcast. Uh, you can also Become a Patreon donor for $1 a month. That's as little as $12 a year. You could do it just for the end of this year. That would only be $3. Come on, y'all. $3 ain't, ain't, ain't. $3 is that large fry you's going to get. Can you, can you provide us with the large fry instead? You can do that by joining um, our Patreon by uh, visiting patreon.com slash daysandamusepodcast or by visiting daysandamusepodcast.com and then scrolling down to the bottom and clicking the link. You can also follow us on Twitter at daysandamusepod. What else? Oh, Facebook. I never plug Facebook, but we're on Facebook too, Days and Muse Podcast. Um, and yeah, um, we're going to get back on schedule, back on track. Uh, your girl had to get a new job, been in training. Um, and then also, like, we had to adjust some stuff. So thank you for joining for another amazing episode. And I'll see you next time. Bye.